villagers, get ready. Here's Miss T with a word designed with you in mind. Greetings to all on this seventh day of November. This is Tanisha Baker, happy and thankful to have you join me today for Talking with T, bringing you the latest of the greatest show designed with you in mind. If today is your birthday, you share it with famous scientist Madam Curie, evangelist Billy Graham, and wrestler King Kong Bundy. The month of November is recognized as National Adoption Month, National Diabetes Month, and National Alzheimer's Month. This week is Dear Santa Letter Week. It's time for the tots to make their Christmas list and mail those letters to the North Pole and to make sure Mommy and Daddy know what they want before Black Friday. It is also National Animal Shelter Appreciation Week. Today on the national calendar is recognized as Job Action Day, the day in which you evaluate your career and your career opportunities while taking some action toward putting you in the professional place you want to be. Today in history, Edward Boucher received a PhD in physics at Yale University and became the first black person to receive a doctorate at an American university in 1876. And today in 1991, Jimi Hendrix was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Also on this day, in 1967, Carl B. Stokes became the first black to serve as mayor of a major American city, Cleveland, Ohio. And in 1876, Meharry Medical College was established, while in 1972, Barbara Jordan was elected to the House of Representatives. The theme this month is Be Thankful and Be Giving. As this month is highlighted as the month that many of us celebrate the Thanksgiving holidays, we want to be reminded of two very important aspects of the season, expressing gratitude and being benevolent. The spirit of gratitude is consistently found among those that are joyful. We also know the importance of extending charity and kindness. There is grace through giving. Giving is also a way of expressing thanks. There are many families that struggle to put enough food on the table, and as there are many that enjoy fulfilling meals each day, there are many that do not. You can make contributions to the Love Kitchen, Second Harvest, or Lost Sheep Ministries. You can also contact me to donate non-perishable food items to be distributed among schools in our community as they plan to prepare Thanksgiving baskets for those less fortunate. You will find prompts throughout the month on my social media accounts asking you to share ways to give and ways to show thanks. And also, share things for which you are grateful. There's a slight difference between being thankful and showing you are thankful. The latter requires action, which most often occurs through giving. And now it's time for our happy highlights, and I have three happy highlights to share with you today. The first one is about 12-year-old Campbell Remus of Australia, who has made about 800 teddy bears since he took up sewing three years ago. He takes his teddy bear creations to sick children in the hospital. California student 10-year-old Amanda Moore does not speak Spanish, but she used Google Translate to invite a new classmate to eat lunch with her. She noticed her new classmate sitting by himself, and he seemed to be lonely. In English, the letter read, 
Would you like to sit with me today? Look for me and I will show you where I sit. We can color or simply tell scary stories. Thank you for your time. Signed, Amanda. Well, this last story is a highlight in spite of the bullying epidemic often found in our schools. Greenwood High School senior Tay Moore said that a fellow student, Taylor Bates, had been mistreated on their campus and he wanted to do something about it. Students would tease Bates about how he dressed and how he looked. Taylor reported the following on Instagram. He said that a guy at school named Tay asked him what size shoe he wore, and after telling him a size 9, he told Taylor to meet him at the same spot the next day. The next day, Tay brought Taylor a footlocker bag with a pair of retro one Jordans. Tay laced the shoes up for Taylor, who in turn asked why he even bought him the shoes. Tay said that I hear people have been bullying you, so I wanted to get you these to make you feel better. Then they hug. You can read more about this story and the others shared on today's show by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. If adults could only have the hearts of our children. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a short while. You're tuned in to Talking With T. If you love each other. It doesn't matter what you are. You will find each other. Always. I'm a bee. You're a tree. On a moon cloud in the sea. Where I light. Where Show me how you do that 
I'm going to go ahead and bring on Professor Jay and P.I. Pam to the show to cover Monday Mini Quick Bit, Trending News, and the Crazy Chronicles. We have quite a bit to hit today, and I want to ask the two of you, how are you doing? Wonderfully well, as always. And I'm doing fabulous. That's great. Well, often Chicago makes the news due to the extreme violence occurring in the city, and the weekend of the 29th was the deadliest weekend so far this year with 17 killed and 42 wounded. Among the fatalities were an 8th grade honor student and twin 17-year-old boys. And I don't know if you heard, but old school rapper Curtis Blow credits four police officers for saving his life after he went into cardiac arrest during an altercation with his son. Women, what? Curtis Blow altercation with his son? Heart attack, what? Huh? Right. So the headline of the story really spoke to not all policemen are bad. And so he wanted to thank four officers for quickly coming to his aid when he suffered a heart attack. Uh, yes, with it during an altercation with his son. Okay. And that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Carry on. All right. <laughs> A Michigan Court of Appeals judge said that the Flint residents have provided sufficient facts to proceed with their lawsuit against the state over the city's lead contaminated water crisis, and I hope they get millions of coins um, for all that they endured during that terrible time and how it affected them and their families' health. This, you know, I think was a horrific tragedy that didn't have to happen. Indeed, and it's taken long enough. It seems like right. to me because the Flint water crisis has been going on for quite a while now, and it, the evidence is clearly there that the water has been contaminated. So, yeah, I'm 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 standing with the people of Flint, and you know, like you said, I hope that they get everything that they are entitled to. Right, right. Well, 61-year-old Derek Deacon has been awarded six million to settle a federal lawsuit on a wrongful murder conviction after spending 24 years in prison. He was retried for the murder in 2013, and the jury acquitted him after deliberating only nine minutes. And I'm just thinking, nine minutes. So obviously, the original case was faulty, but nine minutes to overturn a case that you spent 24 years in jail for. I don't even think that money is... Enough after spending the majority of your life in prison. Right, right. So let's see, he's 61 now. Yeah, he went to jail at 37, so he lost a good bit of his years there that he could have been profitable. I mean, you know, who knows what he could have been doing, you know, separated from friends and family. I think maybe, well, he settled for $6 million, so I don't know what he asked for, but oh, okay. he definitely was entitled to that. Well, there's another disgusting story that's emerged about an assistant pastor of Roan County, Tennessee, right up the road from us, Roan County, Tennessee Church, who was arrested on charges of sexually abusing and raping two girls, ages 12 and 17. And this leads to Bishop James Jones, who is reportedly affiliated in some kind of way with President Obama's church, but at least that's how this news story read, and I'm not sure why that was included. But Bishop James Jones, who is the head of one of the largest African-American churches in the United States, has been accused of sexually assaulting a female member of the congregation for 20 years. Now, Kimberly Pollard, who's now 37, filed a $12.2 million lawsuit against the Church of God in Christ 
and Bishop Jones, accusing the church of allowing her to be sexually assaulted by the high-ranking bishop for over two decades. Pollard also says she attempted to end the relationship several times and even suggested that she confess her sins to the church. But Jones told her that no one would believe her allegations because of his high rank in the organization. The bishop was reportedly furious with Pollard six years ago when she became pregnant with a child that wasn't his. But his disappointment didn't last long. And then Pollard says that in February this year, Jones sent her six-year-old child a video message in which he said, you look very sexy in your nightgown. Now, it's a lot wrong. Well, it's a lot wrong with this story. Number one, 20 years, I just, I'm trying to figure out at what point do you realize, wait a minute, I don't have to put up with this. I mean, teenage, maybe even young adults, but somewhere around the 30s, it seems like you would have some type of sense to get out of that. And I don't know what type of hold uh, or fear she had of him or the church. I just can't imagine being in something for 20 years. And she obviously had other relationships because she has a child that isn't his. Uh, right. So, you know, so that part alone is kind of puzzling to me. But I guess the straw that broke the camel's back and what made her come forward is when he had the audacity to approach her six-year-old, talking about you look sexy. What six-year-old looks sexy? No one. Right. Somebody should have took his head out of the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this next story is about Andre Price and Christian Clark. Clark had been arguing with Price about babysitting their son and daughter, and she threatened to kill her 17-month-old son during that argument. Well, the sad thing is she actually carried out that act. So Price, that's the dad, he's been charged with two felony counts for failing to alert authorities that Clark had threatened to kill their son. After Clark actually committed the act, Price didn't even call emergency responders. So the baby, you know, eventually died at the hospital after Clark, that's mother, decided to call 911 herself. So again, it's one of those stories that's a lot wrong with that. So, in a nutshell, two people arguing. The mama's complaining, you not babysitting the kids. Okay, they got two kids. So, I'm, I'm going to kill our son. She should have been knocked into a coma right then. Like, she shouldn't have even had the opportunity to actually commit the act. And if he's there present, they arguing, like, is he watching her? Did he watch her strangle the baby? I'm I'm just confused. So I think they both need to be buried up under the jail for this heinous act. Right, because the way my side eye is set up right now. <laughs> All right. Well, trending in the news, as it has been for quite some time, is uh, the political circus. And I'm hoping that we're nearing the end of reporting about uh, these antics. But Tomorrow is finally upon us, and it's election day. And I first want to say, if you weren't able to take advantage of early voting, to make sure you do whatever it takes to cast your vote tomorrow. And I know that many people feel like they're torn between the lesser of two evils. But pick your evil and go ahead and vote, because your choice is your voice. And I know voting relies on a personal preference, and it should be a personal experience. But I want everyone to really think about all that's happened over the past few months during the 
political campaigns to speeches and really just uh, use your best discretion and, and good sense when you cast your vote tomorrow. Now, there's been a lot of drama around this year's elections from Trump's seemingly crash approach and degrading tone toward immigrants, women, African-Americans, veterans, mentally challenged, allegations of sexual misconduct, fraud. And, in fact, I think next month he has to go to court uh, to face charges or to handle one of the lawsuits after the election. Now, his wife has attempted to assist Trump with his campaign a couple of times. The first time, I believe she uh, directly quoted Michelle Obama, and the second time, she directly quoted Hillary Clinton. Now, this time, she gave a recent speech stating that as First Lady, she wants to stop cyberbullying. And I'm sitting here thinking, is she that detached from her husband? I mean, Trump is the ultimate thumb thug, as he often uses social media to clean criticism. He's insulting people, and it's obvious that she just pulled this platform out to air because, for one, this is the first time I've ever even heard of her having a call. And secondly, she would do good to start her project at home. Right. Well, maybe maybe there was something lost in translation because, you know, she uh, Wait a minute. Limited maybe it was what? Something lost in translation. You know, she's limited <laughs> English proficiency. So okay. maybe there was maybe there was some other cause that she felt the need to direct her energy towards that would be that would have been more worthwhile. But due to the fact that English is not her first language, mm-hmm. maybe the English language posed a challenge for her in that regard. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Well, we'll take into account your possibility. I just don't think she's wrapped too tight. That's just she's just one sandwich short of a picnic. <laughs> and furthermore, when you're the first lady that is chosen out of oh the catalog of international brides, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that right there. <laughs> okay. Now I will have to say Hillary Clinton isn't coming out squeaky clean. Because she's repeatedly hounded for her email controversy. And while we're on that topic, I'm only really just clear up what this is all about. Because maybe many people like myself are wondering what the big deal is about making a mistake and sending an email from the wrong account. So the basic claim is this. She and her aides were extremely careless in handling classified information. And evidently this is considered a threat to national security. So during the time in 2009 when Clinton was Secretary of State, she set up an email server at her home and used this server for both personal and work-related emails, saying that it was really a matter of convenience. The State Department Inspector's General Report, which was released in May of 2016, found that Ms. Clinton's email system violated government policy and that she hadn't received permission prior to instituting it. However, approval that probably would have been granted had she asked. Well, such transgressions, however, do not constitute criminal conduct. And so, again, now that I've read several articles, because I was really trying to find out what the deal is with the email. And I agree, you know, to put your nation at risk. And when you're holding the office of Secretary of State, 
you need to have better judgment. But in comparison, in my opinion, it still pales to all of the accusations, the charges, and the things I've seen from her political opponent. So, also, there have been a lot of WikiLeaks and leaked emails, and so I want to bring up is two different sources for this. One, she had the email she had to turn over. Okay, so they read through all of those trying to determine which ones were personal and which ones were work-related. Then you got the emails that were hacked reportedly by the Russians. So one issue in question is the instances where foreign governments and corporations and individuals donated money to the Clinton Foundation or paid large speaking fees and then miraculously got huge favors granted. So, again, they can't really find any criminal charges there, but I guess for those Americans that have a problem with Clinton and say she's not trustworthy, it kind of rests in the emails and what went on with the Clinton Foundation. But additionally, around the election circus is the revelation that former contributor and interim Democratic National Committee chairwoman Donna Brazil had shared questions with the Clinton campaign before a debate and a town hall during the Democratic primary. CNN has now severed their ties with Brazil and has accepted her resignation. Meanwhile, the North Carolina NAACP has filed a lawsuit to stop county election boards in the state from counseling voter registration. The NAACP says that this is an effort by the state Republican Party to suppress the black vote. Are y'all getting all of this? Uh-huh. Okay, okay, there's more. Trump recently was rushed off stage by Secret Service during a campaign speech on Saturday. And I saw it on, you know, the news, of course. They showed it multiple times. And I was thinking, he's sitting there talking about Clinton didn't physically fit. And if you had seen him scuffling off that stage, I thought he better be glad it wasn't a real emergency because he's been caught. But anyway, yes, they was uh they was pushing him in his back. He was still still barely going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He might need a hover round. But anyway, let me move on to at this same rally. There was a guy who is, I guess I don't know if this is a group, but it's Republicans against Trump, and he was protesting. And he was attacked by Trump supporters at that same you know rally in which they thought that. Trump was in danger for whatever reason. Secret Service had to take him off stage, but he quickly returned to continue his insults and his lies, which we learned later about uh, with accusing President Obama in the way that he had talked about or spoken to a Trump supporter at a Democratic rally. Anyway, you know, and that was just crazy. And according to CNN, the reason why Trump was rushed off stage was because someone said something about a gun. And, of course, there was no gun found. And the guy, and I thought this was a bit ironic, the guy who had the Republicans against Trump sign, Austin Christ, he was assaulted and he says, all of a sudden, because they couldn't grab the sign or whatever, or whatever happened, bam, I got tackled by all these people who were just, like, kicking me and grabbing me in the crotch and just just beating the crap out of me, Christ said. So, really? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, that's not the first time. I don't know what this election 
has done to people. And I'm telling you, I told y'all this earlier. I'm treating uh election day tomorrow like a snow day. I'm staying in my house. I'm gonna have my snacks, watch some of the coverage, probably pray often, uh, during that time and see what happens. But with election day just one day away, it's about to all come to a head. And the National Bar Association actually plans to have members of its organization serving as poll monitors in the swing states of North Carolina, Ohio, Florida, and Virginia to protect voters from intimidation at the polls during the first election without the Voting Rights Act. So this particular election has seemed to really bring out the worst in people. There have been fights at rowdies, as we just talked about, more mudslinging than I've ever known, and really just growing tensions among citizens. And I don't know how to say this tactfully. Let me just say this. Some people seem to be more bold and outwardly prejudiced and committing acts that I don't think at any other time they would have the guts to do. So I don't know. I'm just just, just going to say it. Okay. Trump has gone out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you saying? Go ahead, say it. Is it listeners? Well, listen, listeners, if you hear, hold on. Listeners, if you hear static right after this, that means I beat out what she's getting ready to say. But you go ahead and say it, Pam. I just want to say that Trump has gave people of the lighter complexion some real big kahunas to do mm-hmm. and say whatever they want to say now. I just want to say that. And if people are on social media saying they're not going to vote because, you know, they're both evil or, you know, things like that, and I just want to say to them, do the right thing because if you don't, you can be posting from the cotton field. Oh, mm, okay. Thank you. I'm glad that is all. I might better leave that in now. I'll have to think about it later. Now, I don't know if, like you said, if it's a coincidence, but there sure has been a surge in hate crimes because somebody set fire to an African-American church in Greenville, Mississippi, and spray-painted the phrase, vote Trump, on it. And then at the same time, a Michigan man, he's been charged with pointing a gun at some children that he said damaged his Trump lawn sign. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> what? Anyway. So I don't know is it, if this is the end of a long story or the beginning of one. But we'll have to see tomorrow. And by the way, um, did we decide that we're going to be on live on Talking With T on Facebook tomorrow? We want the listeners to be able to see what's going on and, you know, the progress of everything, people's reactions. So I think that would be a great idea. All right. Well, we're going to do it. And so listeners, tune in tomorrow night on Talking With T. And P.I. Pam, Professor J., and myself will cover the election and the progress of that as it unfolds. I will move away from that for a minute and share this other story. New Jersey police shot and injured an unknown black man. I know it sounds redundant, but this is recent. Sometimes I don't know if it's a past story, new story, or what, but this is recent. They shot him in front of his two sons. So as reported, Larry Bowie, and Tasha Wade were in their car with the two sons when the vehicle's battery died near a police station on Saturday. So Bowie tried to get 
help, and he ran into his brother who was selling merchandise on a nearby street. His brother declined to assist him because he said he was working. But this made him mad. He became emotional. And Wade, that's the girlfriend, said he was wilding out, going crazy. And I'm just thinking by that she meant he lost it. You know, he mad at his brother. His battery died. His brother won't help him. Well, she said they tried to call an ambulance to calm him down. So he had some, like, emotional problems, some kind of illness with that. And so the police arrived. The officer got out of her car, said he was still acting crazy. So she put out her gun and shot him. And I said, no, wait a minute. As in many previous stories, this man was unarmed. Okay, we get that. He is currently in critical condition at St. Joseph's Regional Medical Center. And after we report these stories, we often have questions, right? So, one, my question today is this. Is it against the law to be emotional and upset? And being emotional and upset, does this warrant you to be subdued by deadly force? Don't worry. We'll wait. Okay. All right. Cricket. <laughs> well, I know. you know, yeah. Well, this is in contrast to, let me see how, I, we'll call him a non-African-American, Scott Michael Green. Y'all know who that is. He's the one that shot and killed the two Iowa police officers, was considered to be armed and dangerous, and he was apprehended without touching a hair on his little um, non-African-American head. So he was apprehended without injury. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to leave that right there and move on to the Crazy Chronicles and lighten this up a little bit. Neiman Marcus is selling collard greens for $66, not including the $15 shipping fee. So that actually is, what, $81. And uh-huh. this delectable can be found in the Neiman Marcus Holiday Catalog. Now, I'm trying to figure out what makes them think those greens are better than the ones Big Mama cooks. And uh, I have nothing. Last I heard, they are sold out of the college. Yes, they are. They are you kidding me? They, they are sold, sold out. out. Now, I said, I said that these neat, needless markup greens uh-huh, are the, the patty pies of Thanksgiving 2016. And all I got to say is, I wish you would show up at my family. What you say? <laughs> with these collard greens. Now. From Neiman Marcus. From, ne- from Neiman Marcus. Okay. Mm. $66. And $81. $81. $81. Right. Because you got shipping. And everybody who follows me on Facebook knows how chill deficient my grandmother is. She says anything. So you can come to the family dinner with these $81 greens if you want to. You better be ready for whatever grandmama and everybody else has to say. Because, let's see, $81, you can probably buy out all of the bunches of greens, collard greens, in Kroger. Yeah, you could. You could. You really and could. And get some and I, set back. What you, I mean, I don't even, okay. So I have a question about these greens. So mm-hmm. these greens are already pre-cooked greens. I don't know. Supposedly. I, let me okay. just say this. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not one that actually frequents the Neiman Marcus holiday catalog anyway. You know, 
I mean, in general, well, it's out of my price range. So maybe those people that frequent that store think that the $81 for some collard greens isn't a bad deal. But I'm going to start selling them on eBay. Well, and oh, no, what I, 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 just, I just pulled it up, and they said they are frozen. Neither oh. market so out of its, its $66 frozen collard greens. Mm. But okay. when they you can go to K. Roger. Kroger, mm-hmm. or y'all got y'all y'all still got Food Line up there in East Tennessee, somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. Food Line or Bilo or whatever, and you can get some frozen collard greens for hmm, what eighty eight cents maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's just ridiculous. But I guess what you know. While I'm sitting here hating, and they sold out. Either it's marketing. I don't even know what the deal is. But now, I, I mean, I know. They have, I know that's just crap. Plus, they have an eighty dollar baked bean medley. Huh? A eighty dollar baked. You know what? <laughs> eighty dollars baked beans. You know what? Nine. I'm just gonna say this: nine no. Americans must be stopped. They must be. Those of the lighter hue, if you found yourself in error buying these $88 collard greens that are frozen and ain't got Big Mama's love and tenderness cooked into them, and you mm-hmm. done spent $80 on some baked beans, and you about to have to go... Hey, hey, it's just not a regular baked bean, Jay. It's a baked bean medley, okay? Make sure you add the medley in there, because I think that's what raised the prices up. For those mm-hmm. who are of the lighter hue, if you took it upon yourself to pay all of this money for some stuff that somebody else could have cooked for the cheap, repent and find yourself an accepting friend of the darker hue to invite you to Thanksgiving so that you can find out what real collard greens taste like. And I'm still trying to wrap my mind around these baked beans. Who eats baked beans on Thanksgiving? You know, I know. I was like, did they mean the 4th of July? <laughs> they had a holidays mixed up. I was getting ready to say, that's, that's 4th of July food right there. But if you eat baked beans and collard greens in the same meal, you're going to be ill. And that's all I got to say. Yeah, you know y'all what? Have to pull up, y'all have to pull up the catalog. This is pure shenanigans. We're going to start our own catalog. We're going to sell it. it we we going to sell our own that. catalog. We're going to sell it for they $25. No, if if Trump wins, the Lord, please don't let he, let him win. I'm gonna do my own catalog. I'm gonna have his eyes on the sparrow beans. <laughs> Jango, Jello shots. Wait a minute, wait a minute, and you got to have the macaroni and cheese, not that stuff out the box. It's got to be baked. It's got to have the nice old golden brown crust on the top, and you got to have people fighting over the corner. Oh, yeah, what? We're going to have all kind of goods. We're going to have a, a Section 8 cake. Um, whatever. We're just going to. I can't. I can't even. I can't. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Pam, can you write up the list of things we're going to have in our catalog, and we'll post that next week. Because by then, we'll okay. know what happened. And so we'll, we'll have the items that are going to be in the Talking with T holiday catalog ready for for you next week. Now, I got one more thing yeah. that I want to share real quick. 
This is real quick. Okay. 52-year-old Rex Crooks from New York was arrested last Sunday. I can't. I'm trying to get it out without just laughing. He drove to pick up a family member from jail. Okay. People do that. This nut done drove drunk to the jail to pick up the family member. So he was arrested. He was cited with aggravated DWI. And then, this is the second charge, because he got the first one in October. But I'm sitting there thinking, what nut don't drive drunk to the police station? <laughs> Where are they doing that? <laughs> in uh New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, that's about all we can say, isn't it? That's right. all you can say for that. That's, that's world's dumbest criminal. <laughs> yeah, that that goes in that file. In the world's dumbest criminal files. All right, well that's it for this bit, and check us out tomorrow night, election night, and Ti Pam, Professor J, and myself are going to run down all the happenings of that evening, and then we want to make sure that you tune in next week after we have passed this political circus and see what we have in our holiday catalog. But that's it for this bit, and I can't wait to talk to the two of you next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. And if you have not voted, go vote. (laughs) Be reminded that for more announcements and events related to Knoxville, check out www.thevillageofknox.com, the place for positive community outreach. Also be reminded that you can now call in and leave your thoughts on topics or issues and your call may be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. Once you call, you'll receive instructions on how to proceed. Also make note that I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists. And I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's impossible to highlight all that goes on in the news, but I try my best to keep up with daily posts on all of the social media outlets to keep you informed. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, or TuneIn Radio. New shows drop each Monday, and don't forget to subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. A bone to the dog is not charity. Charity is the bone shared with the dog when you are just as hungry as the dog. Jack London. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Teeth.